0: Investment Strategies LLC is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Centers for Disease Control and or any other government agency. This is the One About Retirement podcast with Retwood Wood and Mark Rose from Retirement Income Strategies. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rhett and Mark provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the One About Retirement podcast with Rhett Wood and Mark Rose.
1: Hello and welcome to The One About Retirement. My name is Mark Rose and he's Rhett Wood and we're from Retirement Income Strategies. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show, give us a call four zero five seven zero three three eight five eight, 405-703-3858 or visit us online at retirementincomeok.com. And while at our website, click on the media page To check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or set up a, meeting that we can do either online or over the phone
2: right now during our social distancing time. That's kind of the way it is. Yeah. And speaking of phones, uh, we just got brand new ones in today. We did. Yeah. Um, we did. Why? Why did we have to get new phones, well, right? On, on top of, you know, all the difficulties that it, it is to work remotely and, and uh, you know, digitally and things like that, our phone system blew up. It did. And just completely died. It did. It did. Dead.
1: dead. Dead. Didn't work. Dead.
2: I mean, the voicemail works, but you, you can't receive a call or send a call from our phones. And so we had to order new ones and they came in today, new ones, new ones. And so we hope we, they still don't
1: work, but we hope by Monday we'll be back in action. Yes. And so voicemail works. You can call us on our voicemail, leave a message. And we're checking that several times a day. We'll call you back on our cell phones, but, um, you know, Hey, it's what we do.
2: And, overcome, Overcome. you know, the obstacles you got in the way of you, I guess, you know, and that's kind of goes along with uh, what we're talking about today, overcoming those obstacles, because, you know, the title of this show is called uh, Achieving Your Financial Goals in 2020. And for a lot of us right now, that might seem kind of hard to do, given the uh, certain state of affairs. Um, But, you know, what we're talking about today is something that's likely important to millions and millions of Americans for lots of different reasons. You know, achieving your financial goals in 2020 is an important topic. Uh, Maybe your goals are to finally make 2020 the year that you retire or that you pay off your house or that you start investing in the market. You know, whatever your financial goals for the year are, uh, this is a new decade. You know, implementing the right strategies can help you reach them. So this is, you know, uh, a goal that, you know, many times at the beginning of the year, people sit down and they really start to contemplate what they want out of their finances for the year ahead and and beyond. So I think that many of our audience today are are going to be eager to learn about some advice and tips and what they can do to potentially achieve some of their financial goals in 2020. Yeah. I recently read an
1: outstanding article called Three Ways to Make Your Money Work for You that was published by TheBalance.com last November. And we like the article because it highlights the power and importance of focusing on three basic elements, budgeting, getting out of debt, and saving and investing your money. After all, sometimes sticking to the basics is the best thing to do. And I think you mentioned, you know, things that are going on right now with the coronavirus and the social distancing. You made that reference. I mean, those basics still work right now. Wash your hands. Stay away. Try to not infect other people, but... The basics that we're going to be talking about, you know, still apply even in this difficult time where, you know, people might be either not working as much or maybe some have lost their jobs. And so it's important. And the first component of these basics is setting up a budget within your budget. It's important to put your money in categories like bills, savings, food and non-essential spending like entertainment hobbies, which right now you know I, I can speak for my family we're kind of reducing our entertainment and hobbies we're, oh, yeah. not, we're not going out we're not eating out cuz you know restaurants are only doing takeout or curbside delivery so our entertainment budget has come way way down because it consists of basically me riding my bike and taking walks with the dog, with the family, putting together jigsaw puzzles. Yeah. (laughs) And doing jigsaw puzzles. That's exactly right.
2: Anna and I have similarly, you know, we're, you know, Anna likes to just go to target, you know, for no reason at all, or to go to Starbucks and get a coffee. And, you know, we're not doing that stuff right now. But one thing we have been trying to do is, uh, you know, because you mentioned the restaurants doing curbside pickup, we're trying to go to those small local restaurants that are probably struggling even more right right now and do pickup maybe once a week, you know, to try to help support uh, some of those businesses. But you know, like like so many of our best intentions, budgeting success comes down to discipline. Uh, you know, it doesn't do you any good to, to make a budget if you're not going to stick to it. You know, you have to do it each and every month. And when your circumstances dictate changes to your budget, you have to make those adjustments in such a way as to not put your future goals at risk. In the end, the right budget will help you ensure that you are spending, that you, excuse me, aren't spending more than you're making each month. And, and that's what a budget is really all about
1: live on less than you make. Mm -hmm. That's an important thing. So I think sticking to the basics, even when they seem simple, is a smart way to attack the problem of reaching your financial goals. Budgeting is one of the things that everyone should handle in a tangible way, whether it's with a pencil and a piece of paper or on their computer. It's one thing to do a budget in your head or to check your bank balance online once or twice a week. But when you crunch your numbers in a way that allows you to see the results written down, well, for some people, the results are a little stunning giving yourself a little budgeting homework is the best way to figure out what you need to do to get where you
2: want to go with your financial goals. Yeah. You know, and the idea of crafting a budget with your own two hands so that you're left with something real that you can refer to as needed, just, just makes so much sense. You know, earlier you mentioned getting uh, out of a debt as another way to help you reach your financial goals. So let's talk about that now for a little bit.
1: Yeah. This is where you'll want to add up the amount you're paying each month toward things like your car, student loans, any, you know, dreaded credit card bill that you have. And after you've added everything up, the question becomes, What if all the money that you're paying on your debt could instead be earmarked for your retirement because I've
2: got the debt paid off? Yeah, wouldn't that be awesome? You know, for many Americans, debt is just a part of life. You know, Uh, many of us have taken out loans to go to college or to buy a car. And of course, you know, your house and your credit cards. And and sometimes the only thing that we, you know, have to get access to some of the things we need is to put it on a credit card, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So how do you, you know, reconcile this with one of the, the facts that, you know, people have a lot of debt? As that previous
1: article that we talked about from thebalance.com points out, your debt limits your opportunities. We talk about this a lot when we meet with clients and how we can get a handle on that debt. You know, to get rid of that, especially if you're near in retirement, is going to be so much more freeing emotionally and with your budget. Think of debt as a governor on your financial engine. Take off that governor, and the engine just works better. Now, we understand that plenty of people out there have too much debt to pay off sometimes. Well, in that case, one potential solution is to focus on some of your smaller debt first. If you get those debts paid off, then you'll have some extra money that you can dedicate to more of your significant debts. Another advisor or a financial person out there calls this kind of the snowball effect. You, mm-hmm. you work on your smaller wins, get those paid off and work then your way up. Work your way up. The, the point is work on paying off your debt. Don't, if you can, don't just pay the minimum balances on everything because you're paying too high of interest you know, if you could pay off 300 or $400 extra dollars per month towards, you know, your credit cards and your student loans, that's going to make a big difference. And so it's difficult. It takes discipline. It's not easy to do, but it's going to help you go through that process of getting out of debt.
2: You know, if you have a lot of debt, break that debt apart a, a bit so that you can identify parts of it that you can tackle right away. You know, best way to eat an elephant is one bite at the time. So that's another one of those simple but critical, important financial steps is to kind of organize it and figure out, you know, which ones am I really going to tackle first?
1: That's right. You know, debt is one of those things that can be overwhelming when you look at it in, in its entirety. And you know, I think it's important to note here that nobody should feel guilty about having debt. We're not shaming anyone, you know. And certainly, you shouldn't think that carrying debt makes them uh, makes you a financial failure. Ultimately, the notion that debt is just a fact of life for millions of Americans is true. And so, our encouragement is: how do we help you think about ways that you can get out of debt? You know, attacking your smaller debt in the form of paying off your car a little quicker or paying off your smallest credit card. Well really that provides you the flexibility to go after your bigger debt. Once you remove the smaller debt and begin to see what the extra money does to your bigger debt, you might just feel more like, you know, you know what, I'm going to be able to do this. I'm going to be able to get out of debt. And it's just a discipline and a process,
2: you know, and getting rid of debt and and kind of organizing this stuff and creating the budget. You know, that's really the, one of the starting places for retirement planning and, and getting ready for retirement is the, is the cornerstone of of a a lot of people's financial process. You know, visit our website at retirementincomeok.com or call our office at 405-703-3858 to discuss how our team might be able to help answer your questions and address your own concerns. It's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. You're listening to The One About Retirement. My name is Rhett Wood, and he's Mark Rose, and we're from Retirement Income Strategies. Today, we've been talking about how to achieve your financial goals in 2020, and we've already talked about how budgeting and working to eliminate debts as quickly as possible are two obvious but critical ways to put you in a better position to meet your financial goals in 2020 and beyond.
1: There's a third piece of advice from the balance.com article, and it's save and invest your money. This category is potentially a little more complex than budgeting and paying off your debt. But if we stick to the basics again, we think we can gain a thorough understanding of how saving and investing can help you reach your financial goals. After you've set and stuck to your budget and paid down your debt, you'll find yourself in the enviable, position of earning more than you spend on a monthly basis. Once you reach this point, the first thing you should do is to save the equivalent of six months salary in case of an emergency. You build that emergency fund up. If you don't have enough money saved when something unexpected pops up, well, you might find yourself repeating the same cycle of living outside of your budget. Then, you know, that
2: creates more debt. Once you have that six month emergency fund, now it's officially time to start Saving and investing, you know, putting together a good amount of savings is obviously that first priority. You know, you don't want to make any investments unless you have that safety net. But the fact is the best way to really build wealth is by investing. And when it comes to investing as wisely as possible, I strongly urge our listeners to work with a financial services professional that they feel comfortable with. A financial services professional can help you diversify your portfolio so that you avoid the traps of having too many of your assets invested too heavily in one particular type of stock or business. Just as importantly, you might build your way to a point where you need your investments to provide you with income. You know, that's the goal. You need to save up this investment so that it can support you someday in retirement. A seasoned financial services professional will help guide you through the process while answering your questions and addressing those concerns that you have. Working with a trusted financial
1: services professional is a really good point. Investing can be confusing and sometimes even a little intimidating, so you don't have to do it alone. A financial services professional like Red and myself can really help you make sense of it all. And they can help you with much more than just investing or retirement planning. They would certainly have some insights when it comes to effective budgeting and strategies for attacking debt. We came across a smartamountbunny.org article just the other day that might shed some light on what we've been talking about so far. The article, called 10 Basic Steps, lists ways to go about achieving your financial goals. One of them that really caught our eye was shopping smarter. Now, that one really hits home to me because no matter our current financial situation, we all have things to buy, whether it's milk and gas for the car or paying for the electric bill. But there are also ways to take financial sting out of a shopping. For example, you know, avoiding that impulse buy can be extremely beneficial. Now, we're not suggesting that it's easy, but it can help when you say no to something that, you know, I really don't need that. I just want it. You know, we've all gotten to the checkout line in the grocery store and then realized, well, there's one or two or three things, maybe even half a dozen things that they weren't really (laughs) on our list. You know, and you talked about Lowe's uh, shopping that uh that's true for me i'll be like oh that's a new yeah, tool new I shiny like that. tools yeah well those are impulse buys and they add up in a hurry so write down your shopping list and stick to it
2: you know i i fall into that trap myself i mean uh my, my thing recently has been uh, gardening stuff you mm-hmm. know I'll, I'll go to uh go to ace or something to get something that i actually went there that i needed and i'll see some kind of plant or tree or something and be like you know I could find another place for another tree. You yep. Know? <laughs> yep. Uh, so, you know, I mean, when, when you toss a few extra items in the cart that's already full, I think it's only natural to tell yourself another couple of bucks isn't going to matter. But a couple of bucks every single time you go shopping leads to, you know, a lot of money. And, you know, you know what happens. Right. Uh, I think it's even easier to impulse buy when you're when you're using plastic, you know, your credit card which leads to another tip, which is avoiding impulse purchasing purchases by using cash. If you write out your grocery list and you estimate that you're going to need, you know, hundred bucks for your groceries and you take that amount out of the ATM on your way to the store, you're probably going to stick to that list because impulse shopping could lead to some awkwardness at the register. If all you've got a hundred bucks on you, you know, so uh, along with that, another way to make your cash go further when you're shopping is to focus on generic brands. Uh, many grocery chains as well as stores like, you know, Target often have their own brand that is often, you know, un- indistinguishable in terms of quality from more expensive name brands. Uh, though it can sometimes be a, a pain in the neck, comparing prices can also you save a few bucks. Uh, thanks to smartphones, you can double check prices in real time while you shop. You can utilize coupons. I know this is something you do a lot, especially when we're, yep. you know, got to order something online. Uh, yes, promo I, codes. Oh, yeah. I never used to do that until I saw you do it every single time. And and uh, since then, um, it was this past Christmas, I was ordering some photo books and Googled, you know, coupon card, whatever. And I saved like 70% off one of my orders. It was amazing. You're welcome. Yeah, I appreciate you. I probably owe you that 70% now, (laughs) I think so. No nonsense. Uh, But, you know, that takes a little bit of extra time, you know, using your coupons, using those discount things, price checking. I also look for something, if it's something I'm going to use a lot of, I buy in bulk because usually larger quantities, lower price. Uh, So it's just ways to make your money stretch even further. And you might be shocked by how much you can save over time with just that little bit of extra effort.
1: You know, I think this is another area where crafting a written budget you can actually see is very important. Doing the things you just mentioned might not seem like a big deal during one trip to the store, but if you tracked each trip to the store over six months, well, common sense would suggest you're probably saving maybe up to hundreds of dollars. And that's the kind of savings that makes comparison shopping and coupon clipping worth the effort. Another key component to achieving your financial goals this year and in the future is building a strong credit report which is something
2: I think might fly a bit under the radar for some people. Yeah, you know, one of the ways to maintain a healthy credit score is limiting yourself to two credit cards. You know, you should be able to handle all of your needs, including some emergencies, with probably those two cards. Using more than two cards might make sense in the moment, but eventually all those credit card payments are going to give you a, a brutal dose of reality. Along with that, a, a secured card that only uses, uh, whatever amount of money you put onto it might be a good fit for some people. Um, you know, this might be a, like, I would think of this as a, like a starter card almost maybe for your, your kids or people who are in college, you know, that way you don't spend more, uh, then you can really afford. Yep, you get to the limit and eh, it's you're,
1: denied. You're cut off. That's what we do for uh, both of my girls right, right now. Yeah. Yes, uh-huh. yes, they have and that. Do they ever hit the limit? Uh, you know what? They've actually they're doing pretty well okay. because they don't th- want that awkwardness. Oh, yeah. to be denied. Uh-huh. I think that embarrassment of that because they're usually with their friends and not us. The embarrassment of that is worse than. Um, you know, having to go over the limit. So for
2: them, they're, they're now, done very well. You're talking about the embarrassment. I remember when I got my very first credit card, I got it because I used to really only use my debit card for my checking account. Mm-hmm. And I went to a restaurant in uh, my t- hometown with some friends and went to pay for my meal. And debit card didn't work. Unfortunately, small town where I'm from, uh, I knew, happened to know the server and he came back and told me and I said, like, well, you can run it again. Cause that's all I got. And uh, so, <laughs> so uh, one of my friends had to pay for me and uh, I called the bank the next day and they had actually canceled my card because there was uh, some suspicious, you know, charges oh, on it. And so they had gotcha. canceled it and ordered me another mm-hmm. one. And I just, didn't know that. Mm. So that was when I got my first card because you never know, you know, if all you have is one and something happens, true. you might be uh, in in a tight spot.
0: Yep.
1: You're listening to The One About Retirement. My name is Mark Rose and he's Rhett Wood and we're from Retirement Income Strategies. Give us a call at 405-703-3858 or visit us online at retirementincomeok.com. Throughout today's show, we've been discussing some simple but extremely powerful and important ways you can better position yourself to achieve your financial goals. We were also discussing the importance of maintaining a healthy credit score as well as some of the ways to go about it. One such way is frequently monitoring your credit purchases in the same way you monitor your bank accounts online. That way there aren't any forgotten charges that lead
2: to, you know, some shocked reactions when you get your next bill. And no one likes to be shocked like that. So uh, I have some other ways our listeners can improve their chances of achieving those financial goals in 2020 and beyond. You know, the first is save up for big ticket items like, you know, your vacation, or the next big fancy electronic thing that you're going to get rather than putting them on a credit card. Or if you need to make a significant purchase before you can save the entire amount of the money that you need, look into bank or credit union loans because they often have significantly lower rates than credit cards do. Along those same lines, now you know, do your best to pay your credit card bill as soon as it comes in to avoid late fees. And you can, that can really add up quickly if you're not careful. And if you can, pay your credit card balance off each month, or at least pay more than the minimum payment.
1: Yes, and it's also important to remember that credit cards are not all the same. With a little research, you can find cards with the, the lowest of interest rates that, you know, and that's very important, don't have annual fees. So don't forget that your bank and credit union may offer credit cards, and you can have more advantages uh, to your overall goals by using your bank card as you do your credit card research, be on high alert for cards that offer you know, a low interest rate for a limited time only or for the first six months. It's typical that once the promotion ends, you might be
2: hit with a new rate that's much, much higher than the current industry average. To me, the biggest thing to remember when it comes to credit cards is just be careful. You know, they aren't free money. You know, they're they're doing this as a way to make money and that make money is off of interest payments. Uh, they aren't free and they'll just charge whatever you need or want on the moment might be easier, the consequences can be very serious and difficult to overcome if you build up a lot of credit card debt. So credit cards should never be your first or even second option. It's good to have them when you need them, uh, but try not to lean on them too heavily. Much of what we discussed today is nuts and bolt basics of, that most of us can understand, but what's required to make it all work is discipline. Stick to your budget and your savings plan. Don't treat credit cards like, you know, you just found a big, cat, big sack of cash out on the street or something like that. A, a few small sacrifices uh, can lead to real results and happiness for years to come.
1: Well, as usual, our time has flown by and now our show is over. Visit us at retirementincomeok.com or give us a call at 405-703-3858. This has been Mark Rose and Rhett Wood from Retirement Income Strategies.
2: Join us for another episode. Take care and we'll talk to you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the One About Retirement Podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Rhett Wood or Mark Rose at Retirement Income Strategies. Call four zero five seven zero three three eight five eight or visit them online at retirementincomeok.com.